This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer We're gonna check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I am Dylan Hafer and I am back for a little solo catch-up on this Tuesday I have watched the last couple episodes of Below Deck Med, so we're going to talk about that. I feel like we're in a little we're in a little Below Deck Med groove where every couple weeks we check in, see how things are progressing, maybe how things are regressing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's been a lot of progress on that front, but we do have two episodes that I'm going to get to. Um, you know, it's been rainy the last couple days. The weather in New York is weird. We're in between seasons right now. I am in the studio by myself and I am very cozy. I'm wearing my new um, <clears throat> Betches, Shop Betches, Mention It All crew neck sweatshirt that is very comfortable and very cute if I do say so myself. I did not design it, but I, I had some input. You know, I helped. Uh, if you, if you want to get our Mention It All crew neck or any of our other Bravo merch, go to betches.co slash Bravo merch. We have some fun stuff on the site for you to check out. I wore this to BravoCon. I did get some compliments. I will say it's very comfy, very cute, very cozy for the season. Whatever. Enough about my sweatshirt. Before we get into Below Deck Med, I want to talk about Andy Cohen. And, you know, Andy, I think, has a tough job, sometimes a little bit of a thankless job. But he doesn't always get it right. And with the Beverly Hills reunion, I think the reunions are sort of the the time in his job that are the easiest to get it wrong. And I think at this Beverly Hills reunion, he got it a little bit wrong, particularly when it comes to Garcelle. And he apologized for that on his radio show yesterday. He talked about uh, at the reunion, he said, I need to really sincerely apologize, not only for diverting the topic, but for not returning even worse to the serious conversation that was at hand. He said that last week he and Garcelle had a long, productive conversation about what went down at the reunion. And if you're a little bit, uh, <laughs> if it's hard to keep track of everything that's going on, I don't blame you. This kind of roots back to the topic of Garcelle's book that they were getting into at the at part two of the reunion and Erica posting the picture of Garcelle's book in the trash, which we found out was actually a photo that Rinna took. And the conversation pretty quickly got diverted more about Rinna's lack of recycling situation than about the fact that not only did Rinna throw Garcelle's book in the trash, but then it became clear that the rest of the cast was talking about this, joking about this, perhaps snickering in a group chat that Garcelle was not in. I talked about this on my episode last week with Sarah Galley when we talked about the reunion. So if you do, if you missed that one, uh, I would recommend going back, you know, catching up. There's There's lots to get into. But the thing with this is that it's not just something that 
it's not like Garcelle sent them a gift. If if Garcelle sends you a candle and it's like, you know, here's a nice little gesture and you're like, eh, we're not getting along. I'm going to throw the candle in the trash. Is that nice? No, of course not. But like, we don't need people to be nice all the time. <laughs> Come on. I'm not nice all the time. Don't worry. It's, it's fine. But the thing with this is that Garcelle's book, it's such a personal thing coming from her. For anyone who writes a book, I would imagine. I haven't written a book. Maybe someday. But it's such a personal thing. And even on the reunion, they were talking about some of the stuff in the book, like this story about her encounter with Bill Cosby. And Rena's like, wow, that's like, wow, wow. But it's like, Rena didn't value that in the moment. She threw it in the trash. And it felt like for some reason, this was seen as a topic on the reunion that was more kind of a fun, shady thing than a deeper look at the intentions behind it and how and why it would have been hurtful. And I think it was hurtful to Garcelle. And I'm I'm glad that Andy, I would imagine he saw some responses, some comments, some social media chatter after that part of the reunion. And he course corrected a little bit. And I, I applaud him for that. I appreciate anyone who can see, listen, hear criticism and go back and adjust. And I think with Gar- Garcelle is the kind of person where she is such an important figure, both on Beverly Hills as a show and in the Bravo world. Not only is she beloved, but she's also talented, successful, powerful, has just a lot going on, a lot of connections. A lot of people adore her and look up to her and really, really respect her. So watching the show when it's when she's kind of treated in a manner that doesn't match up with that, it's worth it's worth taking a second look at. And I'm glad that Andy was able to do that. And um I'm God, I'm so nervous for part three of this reunion because I just I just don't know how it's gonna go. But I'm a little bit ready for it to be done. I love Beverly. I love Bev. Like, I love Beverly Hills. I love all of these women. That's not true. But I I respect and appreciate each of these shows as if they were one of my children. And maybe I don't love all my children equally, but I I have love for all of them. Um, but I'm ready to put Beverly Hills down for its nap. <laughs> And think about anything else for the next eight months, let's say. I mean, we have a whole season of Salt Lake that we're just getting into. Potomac is so good. Family Karma is coming back. Southern Hospitality. Winter House. So much going on. So much. Beverly Hills, it's time for a nap. (sighs) I'm looking at page six right now. Dolores Catania's Porsche was stolen straight from her boyfriend's driveway early Saturday morning. This is rough. The luxury vehicle was taken from Polly Connell's home in Edgewater, New Jersey, around 6 a.m. Quote, Dolores is determined to find her car with the help of authorities. She's aggravated, but also really shaken up over the fact that someone would steal it right out of Polly's driveway. Yikes. There's a picture of the house. It looks like a kind of kind of like a townhouse vibe. I don't know enough about New Jersey to know anything about whether Edgewater is the kind of place you would expect a Porsche to get stolen. But it looks like a nice little townhouse. I don't know. God, I cannot wait to see what's coming up on Jersey this season. They finished filming a while ago now. Uh, Based on last year's timeline, it'll probably premiere around February. So maybe we'll get a trailer 
close to the end of the year, I would think. It feels like a long way away. I want to know. I think that's kind of what made the Jersey vibe at BravoCon so interesting was that we know they've finished filming. The season is done, but we're not even close to seeing it yet. So, you know, with a with a Miami, it was like, okay, we're getting the trailer. It's premiering in a month. Everybody's here. We're kind of ready to dive into season mode with with New Jersey. It's like, babe, it's going to be a minute. And I'm I'm chomping at the bit. I got to see what's going on. We got to know. Come on. <laughs> Basically, I just I just want New Jersey back. I want them on my TV. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want. With tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences, every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. But in the meantime, we do at least have Below Deck Med to talk about Two episodes, in fact. If you are a uh, a Peacock week early viewer, I'm sorry, but today I'm talking about episode 15 and episode 16. If you're trying to orient yourself, as I have been trying to all season, it really is testing my mental strength to figure out what is like officially the current episode of this season. Because you'll look at the Bravo TV bravotv.com for more information. Uh, click around. 
you look at the schedule and it's like new episode, episode 16. But then you'll go on Wikipedia and okay, if you're if you're a Bravo aficionado, I assume that you are a fan of the like housewife timelines, the list of episodes to find out when a certain thing happened. It's very academic. But Wikipedia has the episode dates jumbled up for Below Deck Med this season. So it's saying the date, I believe that the episode drops on Peacock, which is great for some purposes. But when I'm trying, (laughs) when I'm trying to sift through the sands of time and figure out which episode is the episode that is airing on Bravo TV tonight, the Peacock date is not helpful. But anyway, I have arrived at the conclusion that last night's episode was episode 16. So that is what we are going to talk about. And boy, is there a lot to talk about. Mainly the fact that the interior crew is a fucking disaster. <sighs> Until they're not. Until they're not. So basically, up episode 15, where we leave off, Kyle is talking shit about Natalia. Um, Captain Sandy overhears him and is like... Hey, uh, please don't talk shit about a crew member behind their back in front of me, which totally valid. I feel like most of us have probably been in a situation. Certainly I have where you realize that you are sort of talking shit in the vicinity of the wrong person, not necessarily the person that you were talking about, but somebody, either somebody who is friends with them or somebody who is just a little higher up than you should perhaps be gossiping around. Um, so I think Captain Sandy is is correct there. And he she's like, hey, uh, if you have all these issues, you need to go deal with that because this is a whole boat that we have to run. We're literally on charter right now. So can you not? Like, Captain Sandy, say what you will. I think this season she actually has done a really good job of kind of handling shit in a way that feels mostly productive and not micromanaging the way that she has often in the past. But this is a situation where whatever is going on with the interior, it's like, you guys need to have a conversation. You need to actually get to the root of the problem that's happening. You need to express your feelings, all three of you, in a productive way and try to move forward for the rest of the season. Because to be honest, it just feels petty. When you're calling them, when when Kyle's calling Natalia a bitch and then apologizing to her and then Natasha, who's both of their managers, is like, well, you didn't need to apologize to her because it's her fault. And so blah, 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 blah. And it's like, Natasha, you're supposed to be leading the team. It does not help anybody for you to be talking shit about Natalia to Kyle, even if you guys are friendly. It's not... It's not helping the situation. It's not helping the work relationship, which should be your concern as the leader of the team. I mean, this all manifests even worse at the night out when it's like Natalia finds out about the Captain Sandy thing, because the thing that I don't understand when Kyle apologizes to Natalia at the beginning of the episode, he specifically says to her, I'm just here because I felt bad and nobody is making me apologize. And it's like, okay, it's a little bit like, if that was really true, why would you say it? Like, if I go apologize to somebody, I don't think the implication is that I'm being forced. The implication is that I realized I should apologize to you. So when you're like, 
when you're like, okay, so I'm going to say sorry right now. You hear me? I'm saying sorry. And I just want to put it on the record that I am here of my own free will. And nobody told me I had to come apologize. It's like, uh, I didn't think that until you said it. Right. (laughs) But so at the crew night out, Natalia finds out that Sandy actually did hear Kyle talking shit and told him to go apologize or to go talk to her about it. And so she's like mad at Storm for not telling her that part of it. She's mad at Kyle for talking about her in front of Sandy. And then Kyle is like freshly mad at Natalia because he's like, well, I did apologize for calling you a bitch. But the thing is, you were being a bitch and you're still being a bitch. And it's like, (laughs) people... Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Truly. These these children. My god. Like I don't really understand where Kyle and Natalia went so wrong. Cuz they were friends at the beginning of the season. And when Natalia's like, "Okay, well, just so you know, like we're not friends right now." And Kyle's like, "Baby, we're never friends." And it's like, "I mean, you were you literally were like, <laughs> I've watched how many 16 episodes of the show. You were friends. You were, you were friendly at the beginning, you, you know, like eh. <sighs> also in the first day leading up to this crew night out, there's like a really real weirdness between Reed and Courtney Reed, who just came on in the last couple episodes, not loving the vibe. His whole thing is like, I'm a, I'm like a, handsome Christian boy from Alabama who wants to see the world, but like I'm going to be on a charter in Malta and be sad that I'm missing the Alabama game. And I'm like, grow up. First of all, who cares? Second of all, like, sorry, you're around the world and you don't get to like watch your college football game. Like also they're probably going to win. Like I feel like Alabama usually wins. So like, there's not even any suspense. Just like check the score on your phone grow up again but reed tells courtney just kind of matter of factly that she has an undiagnosed case of narcissism and then when she's like no i don't and he's like yeah 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 okay so narcissism actually comes from this greek myth where you know narcissists blah it's not actually about thinking you're pretty on the inside and she's like okay great i don't think i'm pretty on the outside it's just he's trying to explain why this is accurate and it's like that's your first second third and fourth mistake right there like shut the fuck up sit down nobody even knows you you she's like you've known me for three days why are you trying to like diagnose and then she's like actually i kind of hate myself and he's like well that's sad that's sad you should get help and it's like have you never spoken to another person before you're an adult you went to college you've you've met presumably a lot of people in your life, like that's how you're going to communicate to someone that you're working with and actually is above you on your team. Cause remember Courtney's the lead deckhand. Reed just got here 48 hours ago. Like, sir, what are you doing? Get, get a grip. I really, Reed is just, Reed is just not doing it for me. And then later at the night out after Natalia is like fuming because Kyle is yelling about how she's a bitch and storms away from the table. Reed is like, Natalia, you're so, she's like, Ooh, you're so angry. It's very Rinna. (laughs) 
She's like, the thing, she's like, ooh, Denise, you're so angry. Go away. Nobody knows you. You could have skipped the night out and nobody would have missed you. Like, what are you doing? Yes, she's angry because her former friend who's on her team is like yelling at her. Her kind of on and off boyfriend, I don't even know what's happening between Storm and Natalia, is like, she just found out that he didn't tell her about the Captain Sandy thing. She, that feels shitty. Her boss, Natasha, is like not being supportive. She's like, well, sorry, can't do anything about him calling you a bitch because it's not work hours. And it's like, well, perhaps if you handled things a little better during work hours, then we wouldn't be having these issues on the crew night out. I, And then Reed's like, hmm, you seem upset. You think? He has the social skills of like, a hermit crab. Truly. Where do they find these people? I don't know about him. I know we only have two charters, like one and a half charter, one and a half charters left this season, but like Reed, boy, bye. Uh Uh-uh. Not feeling it. Not feeling it in the least. Simply, simply a no from me on that front not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring May flowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Storm and Natalia go back to the boat. They're hooking up again. Again, again, no idea what's happening. But on the relationship front, the more troubling aspect is that Dave has convinced himself that he really has a shot with Natasha again. They're walking back to the boat and he's like, he's like, I think I, he's like, I think I, I think I can do this. I think I have a chance. She seems upset. I seem like the good guy. Her boyfriend is, is crazy. I might be less crazy. So that's a win for me in my column. 
I think I'm getting it in. Natasha goes to bed and we see Dave sending these text messages. I desperately want to know what was in those two text messages that it says he deleted. Like this is where Andy better be getting the full force of the CIA coming to this reunion. What is it like metadata? When you send something and delete it, there's still like a, like a digital footprint or something. I watched a lot of like the good wife, like CS, like it's gotta be in the phone somewhere. That shit isn't just gone. They're like, (laughs) I remember when I was in high school and like Snapchat was becoming a thing. Sorry if this is like making me sound young or older. I don't know. They would be like, we know that you guys are sending naked pictures on Snapchat and just know that even if they say it disappears, it's never really gone. Once you put it out there, it can follow you for the rest of your life. And it's like, oh my God, okay. Like, I mean, I can't speak for every for every 17-year-old that I was hanging out with, but I'm like, I was using Snapchat to send like horrendous looking selfies to my friends. Like, I, I don't know. New the new that was not for nudes at that point for me. I was like, I don't, I don't know about this. They're like, we know about Snapchat. Okay. <laughs> Suffice to say, if 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 my Snapchat selfies from 2012 are still out there somewhere, God forbid, Bravo should be able to find those texts that Dave deleted. Come on, get get on it. Garcelle can send whoever did her bot investigation to find those texts because I know they can't be good. Because the text that he does send her that we see is like, it just, it makes me feel so good that I can have love for you and be there to support you and know that there's maybe a chance. Good, sweet dreams, Natasha. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. Like, Dave, 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 Dave. Oh, Dave. (laughs) The next day, Natasha wakes up and is like, dear God. She has, I mean, I think she has the same reaction that I did watching it, that she's like, fucking damn it. Things seem to be going so well. She has this horrific boyfriend at home. At least Dave had chilled out to the point where they could work together and be cordial and have, you know, a pleasant time. But of course, you know, give a mouse a cookie. Dave can't be good with that. So he like thinks he has a shot again. Natasha, I think, you know, pretty politely and justifiably texts him back and is like, hey, um, just for for everyone involved, um, I need you to only text me about work related things, which I think is super fair, not even just because she necessarily doesn't want to be anything more with Dave, but because we've seen time and time again that her boyfriend is a mess, a nut, like a nut job. Like her boyfriend is so over the top in a way that I find scary just over text that I would just imagine it's like she's going to come home from filming Below Deck in two weeks and her boyfriend, he seems like the kind of person who would be like, let me see your phone. You've been gone for six weeks. 
And like, I understand why Natasha's like, hi, please don't text me that shit. Like, if you want to have a conversation, that's one thing. But we're not we're not sending back and forth like loving text messages. I totally get that. I think, you know, I'm (laughs) very much on the record as saying that she should be done with both of these men. But I understand in the current situation why she's like, I can't be having like a fun text chat with you. (sighs) Dave, of course, being the... uh, mature, lovely soul that he is, takes this super well, and everything is hunky-dory for the rest of the episode. That's sarcasm. Dave takes it um, a little less well than that. Uh, He, of course, immediately goes back into, um, you know, like, incel mode of being... (laughs) like revenge on Natasha for not giving him another chance. And he's like, I thought there was a chance and now there's not. And it's like, bro, you never really had a chance. Hate to say, hate to say it. But he of course is immediately treating her like shit again. Uh, not responding to her on the radio, uh, only communicating with her over like, only like texting her, not talking to her in person, not giving her what she needs to do her job well. They're having this dinner service that's like a nightmare from hell after a day when the guests who are like yachting enthusiasts couldn't even leave the dock. Like this is a situation where it's not ideal anyway. So the fact that you're having this not ideal charter situation with the bad weather and all of this stuff. And then on top of that, you're making it even harder for everybody to function because you're feeling petty and your feelings are hurt that this woman who already told you, you weren't going to be together reiterated the fact that she wants to keep your relationship professional. It's like, God, how many people am I going to tell to grow up on this show? (laughs) Uh, every everybody grow up everybody take a lap get your shit together <laughs> oh this dinner this dinner is bad this dinner is bad it's just bad i didn't even talk about the interior crew meeting which was just weird natalia is laying out that Kyle wasn't that genuine with the apology to begin with because he didn't acknowledge that it was a situation that Captain Sandy had gotten involved in. Like he was portraying it as this sincere apology that he just decided to give when in reality we saw Captain Sandy be like, go talk to her. And then she's like, also not even talking about that. After that, you went and talked shit about me at the night out. So the apology is negated even more. You called me a bitch again, again and again and again. And the f- <laughs> I love Kyle, but the, the way that he's like, well, I did call you a bitch and I felt that you were a bitch and I would call you a bitch again because you were a bitch. It's like, maybe we can just tone it down a little, take the, you know, turn off the gas for a second and just take a deep breath and realize that maybe whether you're during work hours, which they currently are, or even for a crew night out, perhaps yelling at your coworker that she's a bitch repeatedly is not quite the best way to go about it. Just a thought. Just my, just my two cents. 
And then, you know, Natasha really is not helping the situation because I think it is unfortunate that she has essentially decided that she is on Kyle's side in this whole thing. And while I understand that you're going to be closer with some people, you're going to get along with some people more, and maybe she really does think that Kyle is more in the right than Natalia is. The problem with that is that as a manager, your main concern should be making sure that everyone on the team has what they need and feels like they are in a position to do the best at their job. And I think she is letting her personal feelings of liking Kyle more and liking Natalia less cloud that kind of goal of making sure that the whole team is on the same page in a way that is going to produce the best result. And when she's like, uh, Kyle, you didn't need to apologize to Natalia because you didn't do anything wrong. It's like, maybe, maybe he didn't do anything wrong. Maybe. I don't know. But also, maybe for the health of the team, maybe Natalia did need an apology. And that's okay. And I think Natasha is being kind of like high school about this whole situation. Because the thing is, just because you don't love Natalia, you have two more charters to get through and your life is going to be a whole lot easier if she feels like she can do her job well. That's what I'm saying. I think we've seen in the last couple of years on Below Deck, a lot of these chief stew, these new chief stews come in and maybe they're really good at the stew part of their job, but they really struggle with the leadership aspect. And I think Natasha is falling into that trap again that we've seen with a few other people. I know I remember like Francesca was this way, uh, maybe Katie a little bit. I don't know. These They kind of come and go these days, but it's like, you have to be able to put aside your drama and get the job done. And I feel like I feel like Natasha is struggling in that regard. But then Kyle kind of saves the day a little bit when he shifts gear all of a sudden and is like apologetic once again to Natalia and says that she's outstanding at her job and that he has no excuse for how he's spoken to her except for that he's completely exhausted. And look, I don't know how sincere that is. I don't know what kind of shifted to make him say that, but it's what needed to happen in the moment. They all of a sudden are hugging. They're all of a sudden crying. All of a sudden it's like, okay, we are friends. I do like you. And it's like, personally i felt a little bit of whiplash watching that scene i'm like wait since what like i don't know <laughs> it doesn't really feel like an earned uh conclusion to this necessarily but at the same time it's like okay good somebody somebody had to do it somebody somebody had to crack and it probably should have been natasha because she's the leader on the team but um kyle you know took one for the team and uh, was the bigger person for that uh moment in time and now things seem to be doing okay. We will see, though. I mean, I feel like this could change any second. Truly, I have no faith in these people that they are going to keep it together for these last two charters. But hey, stranger things have happened. You know, maybe tomorrow they'll be able to take out the take out the toys. But in the meantime, the, uh, the guests will keep uh, picking at their paella. And uh, complaining about the service and, you know, complaining about the weather and complaining about 
you know, there's lots to complain about. And Dave is, you know, just more focused on being an asshole to Natasha than on providing good service. And it is what it is. He's shown us his true colors more than once now. And I just, I feel like, um, time's up on Dave. Not a fan at this moment for now. I don't know. People change, but he has not changed. That's the problem. He was nice for a few episodes. And then once again, we saw it come out and that's, you know, people are going to be, that's how they're going to be. But anyway, this has been so fun. I'll be back maybe in another couple of weeks for another little below deck med breakdown. Uh, let me know if you, uh, want more less below deck. I don't know. It's, uh, there's a lot going on. It's hard to juggle everything, but I like that we get to catch up every once in a while. And I hope you enjoyed listening. And if you did, don't forget to rate review and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Picot. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.